Let's do this. Let's do this, buddy. Hey, everybody. How are you? It's Jeff Gowan of Sally Canine Training, the wonderful Angelo. Hey. Jo is back in Florida. We're out here in California visiting my folks. Angelo just got a phone upgrade. About time. He, he, he was running around. About old... time I've had my phone for less than a year. Yeah, but, but... but you, it's my phone from 10 years ago, probably. No, it's Joelle's. Is it Joelle's phone? Yeah, anyway, it was, it was a six. So you upgraded to a, you had an, a 12, I think, or an 11. Anyway. Anyway, this is a Q&A. It's a Q&A show. It's the What Would Jeff Do show. It's a show where you ask your dog training questions. And what you'll do is you will type in your questions. Angelo will read them. And then I will answer them. The answers that I give are very, very short. Uh, most people need at least a one-hour podcast, one hour podcast, a one-hour um, uh, consult or a half-hour consult, which I'll give you the website and how to get on the consult. And... Also, um, a lot of these people need boards, boarding trains, but there's so much you can do. We also have free online courses. In fact, let me put up your, um, let me put up the URL right now. So if you go to Academy for all the people listening on my podcast, it's academy.solidcaninetraining.com. And also we start our uh, Black Friday bundles where you'll be saving a ton of money um, by bundling up bundling up courses and there's going to be added value. And I believe that's starting sometime in the next couple of days. I know Joel is working on the promotional material for that and she'll be announcing that, you know, as well. If you're brand new to the show, welcome. I've been doing this for the show for 13 years, training dogs for 20 years. I've done seminars over 300 of them and traveled the world and work with over 10,000 dogs. I specialize in extremely challenging dogs and I do a lot of rehab aggression. I do a lot of rehab uh, training whatsoever. And I also work with dogs that just, you know, make families' lives better, which is my goal. My goal is to make your life better. I specialize in family pets and I stay in my lane. I will be talking a lot about the word punishment today. Punishment is not abuse. It's the farthest thing from abuse. It's the opposite of a reward. All of our basic obedience is done with reward-based training. But you want to stop an unwanted behavior? You need to learn how to apply a punisher to an instill an inhibitor to stop an unwanted behavior. That is not an opinion. That is based on fact. It's the way it is. It's the way it is. Okay, let's see if I can get you into the screen better. Should move up a little bit. It's weird at this desk because we don't have as much room as we normally have. Yeah, there's not much room. At a normal table. Um, so anyway, um, what you'll do is we've got a training center up in Providence, Rhode Island. This is good. I want you to get a little bit closer. I, oh. If you can. I can't and, without my bike getting caught. Oh, okay. And we're based right now. Um, well, I mean, we're out in California, but then we're flying back to um, Florida tomorrow. Maybe lean in a little bit. Yeah, 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 but I, mean, I don't want to stay like this the whole show. Okay. Or yeah. I could could bring this like that. Exactly. And then... Exactly. Yeah, All right. Good. So, Angelo, let's start out with the questions. I Bears fan Ben. Hello. And hey. before you correct my grammar, it's not mine. It's his. See, it, it literally says hello. Okay. That's fine. Hey, so hi. don't correct my grammar. <laughs> All right. Caroline. Angelo has grown into a handsome young man. Thanks. He has. He's 10, double digits. He is double mm -hmm. digits. Next. Kyle Woody. Oh, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Good evening, Jeff and Angela. Evening. Hi, how are you doing? What's going on, Kyle? Hope everything's going fantastic for you. Next. Shout can oops, that's you. Uh, 
Tecolota. Hi, Jeff and Angelo. Hi. Hey, how are you? Not all woes. Oh, Angelo and Jeff. It's okay. Jeff and I know, but I like to read things, right? Okay. All right. Bear Bears fan Ben. Yep. Why is my dog barking at night? Well, I can give you, do you want to know why it's barking at night? Or do you want to know how to stop the barking at night? Because there's a lot of people out there will tell you why. Why? The dog thinks there's something outside or inside to bark at. So it barks. That's a simple answer. The dog barks. That's what dogs do. They bark. That's why this concept of let dogs be dogs is ridiculous because if we do, we'll have barking dogs at night. Now, the real question is, you know, you know, why, why? Probably because it hears something outside worth barking at. It could be a critter. It could be a sound in, um, in our Rhode Island property. It's most likely a coyote. Um, it could be a lot of, it could be a lot of different things. Uh, the bottom line is how do you stop it? You stop it with a, you can use a remote collar, you can use a bark collar, but as far as why it probably hears or sees something outside that the dog wants to bark at. That's what dogs do. That's what dogs do. But to stop it though, you need to, you know, a bark collar or a remote collar is a great way to stop a dog at night from barking because you historically are in bed and then the dog barks. Next. Okay. Uh, Kathy, Angela, you were a spectacular co-host the other night. Thanks. Yes, he's been, he's, he's probably done about a dozen of these shows. And just to let you know, it's official. I'm officially announcing the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show, which is my morning show, which normally um, is on at 8 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I did one this morning, but it was on a little bit later because I'm out in California. It was at 11 a.m. Now, I would encourage everybody to watch that show. But my it's a different format show. I do it by myself. I do single topic. I'm doing it five starting next week, starting Monday. So starting Monday, I will be doing that show five days a week, every day a different topic. Um, but within one month, the Tuesday and the Thursday show will be moved over to Patreon. And the only places you'll be able to see it are on Patreon. If you want to know about Patreon, it is... You can get it for as low as $8 a month, but it's basically a $10 a month uh, uh, um, program. And right now I will type in patreon.com slash solid canine training um, dot com. No, not dot com, solid canine training. So patreon.com slash solid canine training. And if you go over to that, join that, we've got a Zoom room Q&A, which is face-to-face -face live video and um, voice. And we do that on Tuesday, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And then that's Eastern Standard Time. And then eventually we'll be doing the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. And we'll be doing that on um, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8, 8 a.m. But also you also get 20% off your courses and 20% off your consults with me. Now, here's something really special. Joelle and, and Tony, Tony's our tech guy, is putting together bundles for Black Friday which is going to save you probably anywhere from 25 to 30% off of our courses. For all the folks that are um, also, for all the folks that are Patreon members, you can save an additional 20%. 20% is 20% is 20%. You can be saving yourself $300 
$500 for $10 a month. Think about that. You can fully train your dog for, um, I can't reveal all the courses, but there's going to be a course that's going to blow. There's going to be a bundle that's going to blow you away. It's going to blow you away. Something unheard of, unheard of in the industry. Next. Okay. Uh, Kyle, for digging, would you use an active hit? Uh, oh, there's a comment down here that corrects it. Active act of God punishment. Yes. I've got a very strict protocol on digging. There's a lot of people that love to give advice on how to stop digging. Everything from filling up the hole with water, which would mean the hole has to be there, to putting water and poop in there. And all that means, what's going to happen is this. You're going to have a wet, poopy dog to deal with. Or what you can do is you can do the tried and true, which historically works the majority of the time. You have a, you have a shock collar on your dog. You, by the way, you can, it's, it's, it's shock collar synonymous with remote collar, electronic collar, you know, you can call it what you want, but it's the same thing. We, we like e-collar technologies. So, um, or dog trail, we like those two collars. I have them on the highest level and um, the dog starts digging and I make it royally suck to dig. And remember, I'm talking about stopping an unwanted behavior. People have got to put this into context. A lot of people call it, call me light em up Gelman and I'm not stupid. I've seen your comments and that is fine. I never comment back because I think it's unprofessional, number one, to write it in the first place, but to comment on, on someone else's assholery is even more unprofessional and I refuse to be unprofessional. So um, what, what folks don't understand is that's not how we train obedience, but that is how we stop some unwanted behaviors that we do not want to come back is we make it suck. Not a reminder, but a inhibitor we install into the dog. And that's how you stop digging. Next. Donald, what is your ideal length of dog training in 15 minutes, 20 minutes till they get bored? There is no ideal length at all. Mm -hmm. And anybody says there is an ideal length is blowing smoke up your ass. There is just dog training and you decide. You decide also there's a lot of variables such as the dog. Next. Okay, Takaloda. Uh, could, I, could I train my dogs to be earthquake ready? He like teaching that I like Oh, like teaching them a protocol. If I say the word earthquake, they should get out of our way and wait by the door. Hey, actually, I actually like that idea. You could. That sounds good. Cool. You can train your dog to earthquake. do anything that's not just for earthquake. You can just tell them to go to the door. You absolutely can tell your dogs just to send them to the door. You can send your dog to a crate, send your dog to a mat, send your dog to a room, send your dog to a car, send the dog to the back of a pickup truck. You can send your dog to go underneath a piece of furniture, send your dog any, you can send your dog anything. It's just dog training. But the there's, there's more issues in hand than earthquakes. So, but you can always, you can always do that. You can always just have a send away to a spot command, but you probably would use it for more than earthquakes. I think next. Yeah. I actually like that idea. Yeah. It's a good idea. Cool. But you could use another word because you could use that for also like tornadoes and floods. Well, tornadoes, you don't want to go outside. Uh, then how do you, so do you just pray that it doesn't hit you? 
you go to you go to your basement if you have a basement or you go in the bathroom um, um, in the tub or you go in a very very big doorway and you start to pray next okay so praying is involved <laughs> yeah usually no matter what that and a lot of toilet paper next toilet paper oh because you take shits oh you shit God. yourself next question i wish i didn't get that <laughs> next question bears fan ben why because what do you he wanted to know why, he, he, why, why or, the barking or how to stop right he, he wanted to know why. but i but i answered the question so yes you can move on and bears bears fan ben okay anyways amy hi angelo and jeff hello we we reduced tap tell Taos? Taos is the name of the dog, yeah. Taos, thyroid meds, and he's doing better. Good. Working on putting a kennel in the garage for holidays and family visiting. Any advantage to attempting to introduce him to people? I mean, all depends on the dog. I think I think the holidays are a stressful time for a dog. They're stressful for us. They're stressful for, for folks that have got to meet the in-laws that they don't get along with. I think... If you've got a dog that is sketchy around humans, that is shy, nervous, fearful, anxious, but also do you actually want to trust, trust Uncle Joe who likes to get drunk and do stupid stuff with your dog? I think what you can do is I have absolutely zero problems putting your dog outside, putting your dog in the crate, sending your dog away from the weekend. We have a lot of people that say that during Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving, we get a lot of people who do not leave town. They do not leave town and they board their dogs at our facility. Why? They just don't want the dogs around. And that these are not badly behaved dogs. They just don't want a bunch of people over and their dog, which causes a lot of stress for your dog. It's a lot of extra stress for you and people do stupid stuff. So next. Okay. Jill, large puppy at house where I work. Her greets with mouth, mouthing, jumping, frustrated. What? There's a dog at where she works that does all those things in her workplace? Yeah. Well, number one. That's what the comment says. So number one, you you approach human resources and you make a complaint. Number two, you can, or number one, you can also say something to the owner of the dog saying, get your dog under, under control. But what if that's their manager or boss. But 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 the bottom line is you are in a you are in a, a hostile workplace. And you, if for, for, for the, and if it's a small company, the owner of the business should take this extremely seriously because if the because if that per if that dog knocks over a person, that person gets injured, you're going to have a workman's comp claim that is going to really hit you hard in the pocketbook. Also, you can have a um, uh, uh, this the concept of just an unsafe workplace, a hostile workplace. So you would think that any competent boss would not want a dog that would act like that. Number one, number two, that's extremely easy to stop all those behaviors. That all those behaviors would take one one hour training session to stop. Any competent dog trainer can do that. Okay, next. All right. Uh... Bears fan Ben. Bye. I got to go to my baseball tryouts. Wish me luck. Whoa. Good luck. Wish you luck. Good luck. But good luck, I meant. <laughs> uh, oh. Sue. Angela Ho, your love and knowledge of myths will be an asset when you study literature at high school and college levels. I think you should also learn about how the uh, Arthurian myth legends. Do you know about Arthur Merlin Morge? 
head, etc. If not, check it out. Um, Have you studied any of that stuff? Huh. I've never heard of Arthurian. Well. Sweet. Let me get that. Hold on one second. I'll turn on my camera. Get that right there. Arthurian. Let me get a picture of that. Okay. Looks like we got some books to buy. Sweet. Next. If there are books on I'm it. I'm sure there is. Next. Hopefully. Alice, Allison8992. Hi, guys. Hey, Alice. Hey, Allison. How are you? You're a regular on the show. Yeah. Colleen, I have four dogs. One is an Akita. The other three are small mixes. So the Akita. The, the Akita attacked two of our little dogs. Suggestions? Well, don't let that happen again. Um, yeah, that's not going to be answered. Um, that's not going to be answered on this show because you need to do a one-on-one -on -one because we're talking about the life and safety of your other dogs. Obviously, right now, for now, keep the Akita away from the other dogs. But we need a major, major rehab modification that can goes on. That's not one of those things that is a quick fix. That's a that's a be that that's some serious behavioral modification. Serious behavioral modification. But obviously there's something going on in the house and I need to be face to face with you because I need to ask lots of questions. And that just doesn't happen in this context. But we work with dogs like that. We work with dog killers. And I've worked with Akitas, which are very powerful animals. I have owned an Akita. Next. Okay. Parker's Canine Academy. Why didn't you go the route? Why didn't why didn't you go the route of contracting trainers instead head opening a training facility? What were what were the deciding factors for you? Um, I'm not a big fan of that business model. I wanted a more family environment, and I wanted um, to have a, a business, you know, a business a, a training center. But that doesn't mean it's not right for you. I think you have got to pick the business model that works for you like theoretically if you've got a one car garage if you've got a one car garage and you want to have a small training center in your one car garage you can make a more than six figure income and have a better quality of life than possibly having a training center so what works for you i do a lot of business building um uh, consults i do a lot of mentorship of young dog trainers and um what the what what I had the training center at my home, but we had to do a lot of outside work and I was tired of working outside. So I got a training center and um, we, it was raw, an old mill building that we transformed in the training center in 62 days. The, the training center is about 12,500 square feet, but at this rate, we use about half of it because right when COVID hit, we shut down a couple of, we shut down our daycare and um, just organically, we just condensed stuff and move dogs around. And now we've got everything in um, one main room because I actually wanted to shut down one whole heating and air conditioning system just to start saving money. And I'm glad I did because now the price of utilities in New England has doubled. It's gone up um, uh, almost double um, overnight. And then commercial electric is much more than residential electric. So that's even cost us a fortune. So our utility bills have dramatically, dramatically gone up. Next. All right. Allison in uh, 8992. I'm just going to say Allison. Yep, that's that's good. Okay. Worked a dog yesterday with separation anxiety. Set up have client leaving. Dog ignored max level on educator. I hid in garbage 
I hid in garbage and jumped in the room with a no. Bonked the dog, and voila, the owner was stunned. Okay, uh, but why the garbage? Probably to hide, because when you leave, separation anxiety exists when there's no... Well, yes, but look at the way that I... I hid in the in garbage. Might might not have been in the garbage. Might have been around the garbage, or might have been you know in. Well, the, yes, but why garbage? Maybe it was a big garbage can. That's not the point. The point is that when you want to when you want to set up a dog for for uh, separation anxiety, you want to leave the room. Sometimes you actually drive out in your car. The point is that you have to wait till the dog actually starts at the process of the loading process of separation anxiety, the first stage of separation anxiety. And then you mark it with no, but by the way, you can use the tone. You can use the tone on your remote that marks it. And then you can have time to get in to apply your punisher. Just an FYI. Next. Okay. Uh, Donald, why do, do, why do most trainers fail? Is it ego or not enough knowledge? What's your thoughts? Mm, well, why do most trainers fail? I think a lot of people got into dog training because of their love of dogs. If you want to own a dog training company, you must have a love of people. Even a good dog trainer, you need to have a love of people. You need to have good human skills. We are in the human training business. We are not in the dog training business. It is a given that you know how to train a dog. You need to work on your human skills. A lot of people do not have good human skills. A lot of people also do not know how to be teachers. That does not mean they cannot train a dog, but they need to be able to pass the knowledge on to a dog owner in a simple, practical form that they can duplicate your results in order to be successful long-term. A lot of dog trainers are not capable of doing that whatsoever. There's a lot of folks that are very angry. They're very client angry and you need to have empathy and patience. You also have to know how to better pre-screen your clients. You have to know actually how to run a business. A lot of people can't run businesses just in general because you are a graphic designer, that means you cannot, that doesn't mean you can own a graphic designer business. Because if you're an accountant, that doesn't mean you can actually own an accounting business. If you are a lawyer, that doesn't mean you can, be, you can have your own law firm. There is so many factors. If you're an electrician, that doesn't mean you can have your own electrical company. It is a business, there is a skill to owning a business. Just because you like to cook, that doesn't mean you can own a restaurant. So we've got that factor. There's also people that are not good with money. A lot of people are used to getting a paycheck and spending it. When you start charging people for say a board and train, you have to remember most of that money is not yours. So if we have boarding trains that are $5,000. The profit on that is not even 50%. The profit on that might not even be 25% because there's expenses. There's, there's building expenses. There's upkeep expenses. There's you know utility expenses. There's workman's comp. There's insurance. There's the mop bucket broke. There's the washing machine broke. The dryer broke. There's all kinds of expenses. So most people don't understand that. So that's one reason 
also, there's a lot of people that are not very nice people. Those, those, the marketplace makes sure that they usually don't do well. Being a good dog trainer is not enough. Now, if you're in, if you compete with your own dog, that's fine. But if you actually want to own a business, you need to actually understand a lot of stuff. Next. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> okay. What? Okay. Next. Oh, Jill Yeah, Daniel is exhausted today. I'm tired. Yes. I want to go to bed. But guess what? You freaking have to get done with this podcast. Why? Because that's the that's your job. Oh. Okay. It's called the J O B. Next. I don't think a J O B is a thing. <laughs> all right. All right. Next, all right. please. Okay. Okay. Jill. Yes, I work in a home. That's it. I forgot what the question was, though. Dog jump. Dog jumping. Mouthing. mouthing. She works in a home. Okay. Dog, so that... Dog is jumping, got it. Mouthing. So all that stuff can be stopped. I have free videos. Free videos on YouTube that can stop all that stuff. Or a 30-minute online face-to-face -face console, which you can get on our Academy page, will also stop all those things. And don't forget... Patreon members get 20% off our courses. And we'll keep saying that because joining Patreon is about the cost of, you know, one of those fancy schmancy drinks at Starbucks. Next. Jill family. Okay, wait. So it, wait, I'm confused. Just skip. Okay. Yeah. Uh, from, from, uh, Shane Nacho. Shay Nacho, how do I get my, my dogs to allow me to cut their nails without fighting? I've got a course on nail cutting. That would be the best way to do it. I've got a course on nail cutting. And this course is on, like you see, if you look on today's Instagram stories, you'll see a lot of dogs getting their, getting their nails cut. We have, we have a course that we had a dog that would fight to the death not to have its nails cut. And within four sessions, the dog was on its side with nobody holding it, voluntarily allowing it to cut its nails. But I assure you, it starts out extremely messy. And guess what? We show it all. We show the bonking. We show the manhandling. We show everything. And we also show the success. Next. Tecalota, sorry about my, sorry about the last message. My phone is being rude. Uh, what do you mean? The earthquake one? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the last one was the earthquake one. Okay. Nothing was wrong. Okay, everything was fine. Next. Tecaloda. I was thinking about last night when an earthquake got us out of bed. Oh! Right. Huh. Sometimes... We try to stay calm, calm but, I, but I was looking for my glasses. The, the last thing I need is my dogs getting excited. No, exactly. And... You can also send your dog into a crate because if there's an earthquake and you have to evacuate, you're going to want your dog crated up just in case you have to stay at an evacuation center. Next. Okay. Also, Tecaloda. My thought was that if they hear the word quake, they should immediately go to the door so I don't have to think about getting the right commands out of my mouth while scrambling with other things. Then you can absolutely, it doesn't make a difference. You can call it pizza. It doesn't make a difference. Don't be, don't be worried about the word quake. That's just, to that's just to impress your friends. You can also just use the word door. Door. Next. Now I'm hungry for pizza. Next. Okay. Well, after this podcast, we're going to see Uncle Mike for dinner. Pizza? 
all depends. If you're too tired to go, you're staying here, and I'm going to go what? see him next. Okay, Colleen, thank you for your input. What happens if we don't have the money for Hanan Wuhan consolations? Okay, so if you don't have the money for that, number one, then you go to 50,000 posts, 5,000 videos, 10,000 hours of audio content, all for free that I've compiled over the last 20 years and freely given away because I want to help people. And um, you do your research. But also, I think a lot of people do have the money. It's a, it's, it's a matter of putting your resources in certain places. It's a matter of changing lifestyle. So, you know, also there's ways to get $125 legally. There's side hustles. There's second jobs. There's third jobs. Okay. Listen to my podcast from this morning. I understand finances. Okay. I've been down to my last $20. I have filed for bankruptcy before in my life. I have had cars repossessed and towed away. And this is not when I was a young kid. I'm 56 years old. This is when I was a grown ass man with children. And I've had a family car towed away. I've had my last $236 in my bank accounts. And I was a family man. I know struggle, but I also have a high work ethic and I've got a way that I will make sure I will bust my fucking ass to make sure I stay alive and I support my family. So how bad do you want to do a one-on-one -on -one consult? There's third shift work at stop and shop or grocery store stocking shelves. There is work at Target. There is work at Starbucks. There is work everywhere. I'm not trying to like make you feel bad at all, but I'm saying this: there's so much money sitting out there right now waiting for people. Every single, every single store I walk by has a help wanted poster on it. There is part-time hours everywhere. There's also cutting back on expenses of things you do not need. We see it all the time, okay? I do. I stop buying most of my fruits and vegetables at supermarkets and we go to a local farmer's market and we save about two thirds of our expenses. So right now we can buy a, we, we are primarily a fruit and vegetable family and we, we literally can get a week's worth of fruits and vegetables for $36 because that's what the last, I can just recall the last time we bought fruits and vegetables and we eat them like, two to three times, like most of our meals are fruits and vegetables, all right? And our snacks are fruits during the day. And then we'll figure out what our protein is. $36 and it was easily over, it would, it would be over $100. There's ways, to, there's ways to come up with money. Next. Okay. Allison. Garbage, not garbage. Garage. Oh, garage. Hidden the garage, right. Oh. Yes. So that's why you should use the tone as your no marker. Next. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Kathy. Haha. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Probably you. Got any knowledge you want to drop? Hmm. Moose can, can swim up to uh, two feet deep. 
uh, something around two feet deep and sometimes they get ended by orcas. Orcas. Two feet or 20 feet? Two feet, a, a moose can walk through two feet of water. Oh yeah, I think it's actually 20. Well, if they can do 20, they can do 60. No, they can't. Why not? Because they won't have enough time to get up to the air before they drown. Oh, oh, you're talking about going in the that down. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant going through. A moose can dive in underwater. Yeah. Though they shouldn't. A moose. They shouldn't though, because then they get killed by orcas. But a moose can go underwater. Well, the moose. The thing I'm worried about is orcas and moose. But but hold on here. Meat. Moose can. Why would a moose meet an orca? That's the thing I'm worried about. A moose can go, swim underwater. Yes, but the thing I'm worried about, a uh, orca. Orcas are killing mooses. This should not be happening. So uh, you want to hear something funny? Want to hear my moose story? What? So I used to do a lot of backpacking, as you know. You I encountered was, a moose. I was backpacking in the Appalachian Trail, and I was going down a mountain, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, came this very large animal across the trail and ran across the trail. And I said, what the heck are horses doing out here? <laughs> it's not a horse. And all of a sudden, I'm walking a little bit farther down, and in a field was this humongous moose. Moose are huge. They're humongous animals. And this was a big one? Yeah. All right. Mo uh, so a regular-sized moose, probably bigger than this table. And I got a great horse. I got a, I got a wild horse story with a... What they call what do they call a bunch of horses together? A pack? No, a pack. herd. A herd? They, do they? A herd of horses? Yeah, a herd of so horses. With this is with uh, uh, your older sisters who are in their thirties now, okay? And I was Me back. And yep, yeah, when they were ten years old, when they were your age, we were out west backpacking out west in, um, on the John Muir Trail, which is which is. Um, in, in California, ah. and, and we were walking down a mountain, and all of a sudden, the earth started to shake. And Earthquake? No, and the earth oh, started to no. shake, and all of a sudden, loud noise came pounding down, and all of a sudden, I looked, and I found, and I saw a herd of horses, 20 to 30 horses, racing down the mountain right at us, and I'm like, girls, follow me. We ran to the closest big tree. We hid behind the behind the tree and we hugged the tree so that we were facing uh, facing the herd, but behind the tree. So unless a horse ran smack into the tree, we would be safe. And these horses came flying by us, flying by us, just like pish, 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 pish. And all of a sudden, it was the freakiest thing in the world. And then when we got to the very bottom, all the horses were in a field. Again, another field, just grazing on the grass. And then about 10 minutes later, a couple of cowboys came by on, on horses. And they're like, you guys seen any horses? And I'm like, yeah, yeah they're right over there. And they escaped, I guess, out of their, um, their, out of their enclosure. And you know what's funny about the John Muir Trail? What? Is is they only allowed so many passes a day for people to start out on the John Muir Trail because they want to conserve the trails. And I'm like, you're worried about humans walking on your trails? When you have horses Maybe, doing this? But, but not only horses doing that, but you know what else they allow there? What? They do pack rides on the same trails. And you're worried about a human? I said, one horse causes more damage to these trails than a human ever will. And that's even without the shit. 
Oh, no. Oh, but imagine the amount of shit that comes out of these freaking horses oh, as well. I wish you didn't put that in my mind. Next. Why do you do this? Next, go. All right. Heather. Ding, ding, ding. Great point, Jeff. Uh, about what? Oh, I don't know. Probably something smart I said. Probably. Because ain't something smart I said. <laughs> you think that's funny? You think that's funny? Yes. Okay, get, get back in here, honey. Nobody can see you. Next. <laughs> I know, I know. I did that so you didn't hit my arm. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, he also, Heather, I went through 12 weeks of obedience training with my dog nice. like years ago. I realized it was me, me, the human, that needed training. Well, yes, I agree. But there's also a lot of dogs. Every once in a while, somebody will comment on our page saying, Boarding trains are a waste of money because humans need to be training. And I'm like, if you only knew the dogs that we would get in, your average family, your average trainer can't work with these dogs. We work with dogs that, that, that literally are beyond most trainer skill sets. And this is not an ego statement. This is just the way it is. But we work with some extremely challenging dogs. So owners are not going to be able to work with these dogs. Now, once these dogs have been rehabbed, and the owner gets their training, now we're talking. But at the beginning, guess what? They need rehab. It's no different than somebody getting alcohol and drug rehab. They need rehab as well. Next. All right. Sky's the limit. Yes, it is. Yes. Actually, not exactly. We've gone into space. Well, that's still part of the sky, isn't it? it... No, the sky's the atmosphere, isn't it? Well, what's above the sky? Space because the sky is blue. No, the it's that it's the it's the right under the atmosphere becoming blue. So the atmosphere is the sky. So therefore, the atmosphere is the limit. But actually, that's not the limit because we've left the atmosphere. So really, sky is not the limit. But I still like the name. Next. <laughs> no, you never heard their question. Oh, what's the question? Hello, my dog is fine in her crate by herself during the day, but will whine when we're in public and I leave her with a friend to run into the bathroom, etc. E-collar, low and high, just amps her out. Right. So Ew. that's why bonkers work so great. But also what you want to do is you want to role play the heck out of this. But dogs usually whine out of, it's an anticipatory anticipatory whine sometimes it also could be low level separation anxiety it can also be just you know obviously you know it's like where's my owner where's my owner where's my owner coming out as coming out as a whine but that could be a leash pop could be a heel tap could be a bonk could be remote sometimes you're just like you mentioned it makes it worse sometimes you got to find that fine level sometimes you got to go up super high just to like snap your dog out of it and then you can go low lots of different protocols you can be doing mm. next all right also sky's the limit yes it is this time <laughs> all right how do i stop this bunking works works for her with other wine i mean but i don't know what to do in public so when to, to the to, 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 the proper way to bonk is you always say no first all your the reason why we bonk so much and it's not like we bonk every dog so much, but it's like one of our major protocols for a lot of different unwanted behaviors because it's probably the best bad behavior stopper that exists. And for people, and so when you yawn, can you cover up your mouth? You're on a freaking podcast I'm here. Yawning. What's next? Belching and farting? We, we, we're, there's a professional atmosphere here. Profe 
professional. Are you coming on this podcast professional? You literally stated like 50 times it's unprofessional. I mean, the advice is correct, yes, but you've literally stated it's not professional multiple times. But you don't see me yawning on this show. Yes, I do. No, you don't. <laughs> yes, I do. That's, that's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. Uh, I'll have, I'll have, I will have no yawn. New rule. There is no yawning on this podcast. None. None. Um, was there a question? Oh, that's why we bonk so much because we really want to. We, we really want to put the word no in. So if you make your word no extremely powerful, then outside the house, then you can transfer to the remote collar a lot of the times. Next. Jill, T-Y. You're welcome. Oh, thank you. Yep. Next. Oh, okay. Okay. I really need to learn my uh, abbreviations. Acronyms. I, I really need to learn my acronyms. Yep. Next. Sid. Hi, Jeff and Angelo. Hey, Sid. Remember he was here uh, Wednesday. Sid is a she and Sid is it on. Sorry. Sid is in... Um, most of my Q&As and my Zooms, yes. Ah. Hey, Sid. All right, third. Jeff, I don't do, I don't go to Starbucks. Right, I was just using that as the thing, but you can make, you know, people spend, there's $10 on, there's $10 on something. But, but you know, obviously there are people that are, that, that and I'm not gonna discount people that don't have the funds, I'm not. But I'm also giving out as much free information as possible. I just can't spend, you know, 30 minutes with one person on a one hour podcast. Um, but I have as much free content as possible. I give away a ton of information. We make our narratives and our posts as thorough as we can. Um, so next. Okay. Tecalota. Thank you guys. You're welcome, Tecalota. Um, you're welcome. Next. Donald, Miss, Mr. Jeff. You don't need to call him Mr. Jeff. Who mentored you? Who, wait, Mr. Jeff, who mentored you? Or how did you get so good speak at... Loud. Can you speak a little bit louder so everyone can okay, hear Okay, I was just confused for a second. All right, okay. Mr. Jeff, who, ment who mentored you? Who or how did you get it's so good at training? May I ask? Well, I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years and 10,000 dogs. I mean, I've, I have trained a lot of dogs. I've been doing this for a long time. Literally, I mean, I've worked with a lot of dogs, hands-on, start to finish, or hands-on for the weekend. But most of my most of my experiences, literally, through going to people's houses in their elements, and then even more of my of, of my uh, experiences with a boarding train taking dogs from really really badly behaved to a really good spot. So that's the best way I find to learn is do that. Now, if you can find, do an internship somewhere and learn, that's a great way to get, get to get going and then move on from there. But no matter how well you think you know dog training, unless you're actually working with dogs and working with humans, you don't know dog training. Next. All right. Uh, Kathy, I was laughing good naturally about the, uh, oh, with me, about you who reading girl, garage as garbage no no ill will at all just a friendly chuckle i th i actually thought it was garbage <laughs> that's fine angela doesn't take things personally next no i don't unless you're mean to someone in my family that's, then you're dead meat that's right we don't mess around with family 
No, you really don't. You probably don't want to make a. a, a, a It was just a joke. You know, you got to be careful though. You got to be. You got. You just got to be careful because you're going to get deplatformed. We can get deplatformed at any minute. Right. And if it was you're responsible for it, Joelle's not going to be happy. Uh, oh no. Yep. Anyways, that was a joke, guys. I was joking. I did yep. not mean any of that. Yes. Well, I mean, just defended my family, of course, who wouldn't do that? But you're not dead meat. That was a joke. Okay, next. Yes. We got to get, we have a, we got to get going. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Gerd, we have a garden. Kids taking over the freaking show. Yeah, gardens are nice. We started a garden mm, this year. Garden. And uh, we, we don't, we don't, we started our first garden this year. Peppers, nothing fancy at all. We just got cucumber. a couple, we got a couple of raised boxes. We got tomatoes. cucumber, tomatoes, peppers, two kinds of lettuce and carrots i think we did this year and then we'll start carrots? we'll probably add another raised box next year and um we'll see in florida we just gotta, gotta check the check the seasons of the of when good time the planting is and uh it can be challenging sometimes because of the extreme heat um, but we're making it work we're making it work we've probably the number one producer we have is uh number one producer we have right now is peppers and then i know joelle wants to get chickens for eggs and I had chickens before and um, I would definitely do chickens again, but that means I'm going to be left with, well, Angelo and I will be left with doing the chicken cleanup. Um, chicken? Uh, the coop. We're getting a chicken coop. Well, we have to, first of all, we have to see if we're zoned for it. And even if we're not, I'll still probably do it because that's the way I roll. Mm. Next. Can I name one of the chickens? You can name them all. Sweet. Next. Peanut butter. Next. Don't know why. <laughs> All right, Debbie, your son is so smart, it's scary. Thanks. You have a son? Oh, you. Oh, my, my son. son. Oh, that's you. I didn't know. I thought for a second you had a son. No, I'm nine. You are? I mean, I'm ten. <laughs> why would I have a son? Next. Okay. Mark. Hi, Jeff and Angelo. I hope you are. Enjoying your time in California, visiting your family. We are. Yep, we're having a good time. You here. are probably looking forward to getting back home to sunny and warm Florida. We are. That we beautiful are. Beautiful Florida. Yep. Today, low eighties. Where it's eighty, high eighties some days. Yep, sunny and eighties. It's it's a uh, it's high sixties right now. Yeah, here in California, it's been it's been, it's been cold. God, I hate the cold so much. Yep. Yeah, Gerd. Hey, I've heard of horses. Her uh. H E R D, not H E A. No, no, it's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be a joke. No, I've is means I have. So it's a joke. I have heard of horses. So it's a play. It's called a play on words. Oh, I get Gerd. What the heck? Yep. Next. I like it. I like jokes. Sid. I think horses produce one ton of manure per month. Spend a lot of time of cleaning that up. Yep. One ton. Do you know how many pounds are in a ton? Did I teach you that yet? A thousand, right? Nope. No, two thousand. Right. Two thousand yep. pounds of manure a month. Yep, exactly. You know, I'm really starting to wish memory didn't exist. <laughs> I'm glad it did. Or died. mental images. Next. Uh... All right, all right. Tecolota. Angelo has great knowledge. We've been to space. Yes, we have. We once raced Russia to get to space. Okay, Angelo. Here's here's a question for you. Okay. 
do you actually think we've walked on the moon? I don't. One simple reason. Why? In the, in the video where they show you them walking on the moon, the lag, the flag is waving in the wind. There's no wind in space. How about if they actually walked on the moon and they came back and they actually did walk on the moon and they came back and they recreated the moon, landing on the moon experience in Hollywood because they couldn't actually film it actually in on the moon, but they still walked on the moon. Or do you totally believe that there was never any moonwalking with Neil Armstrong and when the actual, like said they did, do you totally, totally think that it did not happen whatsoever? And then it's a made up, it's a conspiracy and it's a made up story. I wouldn't say conspiracy, he, but I don't buy it. Until I see he video proof, I don't buy well, it. There is, there is video proof. With a wa with a flag waving in the wind. That's not possible in space. I want real proof. Okay. Next. That's all. Okay. Jeff, did your dad agree to be interviewed? No, he didn't. Oh, Sue. This is from Well, Sue. hold on here. You don't know the latest. Yes, I do. He didn't agree, did he? Oh, we had a conversation today about it. He didn't agree though. No, he still has not agreed. <laughs> But but we're, but we're getting but we're getting close. I might be able to get him tomorrow. I might be able to get him tomorrow. So one of you is gonna need a break soon. Nope. Next. One of you. Well, I'm not gonna give up asking him. Well, neither is he because he's the one who raised you, so you had to get it from him or grandma right. or both of them. So I don't think he's gonna give up here. I think he's going to. Yeah. No. He's he's not caving in. All no. right. We'll see. Wendy, Angela, will you? will never make it to his uncle's he he obviously way too tired no i i want to go i want to go to my uncle's i actually do i'm trying to stay awake yeah here. he lives right on the beach and beach. But, but he's about 45 minutes away but we're going out for dinner 45 minutes we can sleep in the car 45 minutes yeah next no that's so next. far next. all right all right sam hi guys jeff has a heel well, typically on the left side. Why does oh, the dog? Why? why does dog keep? Well, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot. You can just hi guys, you, can, Jeff, you can Google that, uh, but but you know I think I mentioned this last podcast. A lot of people with hunt with hunting rifles. When you open up your hunting rifle, you put it over your you put it over your arm. The your shotgun is facing down, and the last thing you want is a weapon pointed at a animal. Um, especially your own personal dog, if you, unless you're gonna unless you're gonna actually kill something. So um, it could just be just like just the way it is. Could have just been oh the heel is on the left and it just never someone said it and it just never stopped. Um, so there's a lot of there's a, there's a, probably a couple of different theories. Um, you can heal on the left, you can heal on the right, as long as you're either consistent or you have different words for heel. So if heel is your left hand you know, position, you can still heal the dog on the right, but just call it something else. You can call it, you know, you know, foos, you can call it flock, you can call it, you know, some other, some other word you can call it, you can actually call it anything. Next. You can call it broccoli. Right. Okay. Anyways, Donald, when you train dogs, what is your go-to food? Hot dogs, turkey, jerky, 
E or turkey jerky. I don't know. Kibble, dog food. There well, aren't any comments, so I don't know if it's turkey jerky well, or turkey. Well, a lot of the dogs we get in are not food motivated at all, so we can't use food at all. That's why it's important to understand compulsion training, and that's why it's also to understand, you know, leash handling skills. And if you get a dog that does have um, uh, some food drive, since we're using pet pet dogs, a lot of these dogs that are overstimulated, we don't want them even higher drive. A lot of the times what we use is just their daily, their daily kibble. Um, and then once they're done with their, when they're, once they're done with their, their basic obedience, we actually take food away. We actually take food away. One of the things that a lot of folks do is they keep food. They keep using food for too long. They keep the dog in kindergarten for too long. Next. All right, Mark. Jeff, if you need information on planting in Florida, uh, I have a friend that is very not very knowledgeable well, and has a green thumb. Uh, Mark, yeah, Mark, Jeff at solidk9training.com. Mark at Jeff at solidk9training.com. We're also thinking about doing some nice uh, uh, landscaping um, in our front yard. We've got, it's okay, but I'd really like to spruce it up some. So someone that's great, but also there's a local community center that has actually classes on, 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 on uh, gardening right in our neighborhood. The, 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 the community center is right down the street, and um, you know, you know, we might do, we might take one of those classes as well. But you can definitely you know, pass that information on. Next. Val, smart boy. Thanks. Well, thank you. Yeah, he's a good kid. And that was a short podcast. Oh, never mind. Here's another. Donald is a. Is Pitbull Dog the easiest to train, in your opinion? No. You know, people ask me that all the time. It's like, what's the easiest dog? And I mean, a dog that's eager to work, I think, is the easiest dog. There's no specific You know, breed. right. I think a dog that's motivated to work. I mean, we get, you know, we get, we get, you know, small breed dogs. We get pitties. We get, obviously, mutts. You know, we get um, German Shepherds in. We get Labs in. We get... You know, uh, but I don't think there's any, uh, you'll always hear that like, you know, the border collie is this border collie is like the smartest, you know, dog, whether it is or not, that doesn't mean it's the easiest dog to train. Um, but if you give me a high drive dog that wants to work, you know, it's an easy dog to train. For instance, the dog that is in the green to graduate program, the green to graduate program, um, uh, you can, um, we used a, uh, a lab. Um, we used a chocolate lab and that dog was fully off leash trained in 11 days. It didn't even know its name when we met it. Next. I, uh, also Donald, sometimes do you want the dog's trust before you start training? Um, I mean, all depends on the dog and also how do you, what's earning the dog's trust. Remember we do boarding trains, so we're on a time limit. Okay. A lot, I just, I just did a, I just did a, I just did a, um, what? I just did a, did a uh, post on that. I just did a post on that about um, two days ago. Uh, and a lot of people say you have to build a relationship with the dog before you actually can start um, applying a correction to it, say, or else you'll lose the dog's trust. And my thing is like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. We get dogs in that like to jump on us, that try to bite us, that bark all night. And we just met the dog. Well, we can stop all those behaviors before we start training the dog. Now, also, Trust is built. The trust is built with the training. The relationship is built with the training. But remember, are you talking about your own dog or are you talking about a client's dog? When we're talking about a client's dog, it's actually not our job to build a, a 
human owner relationship with the dog because they're not our dogs. So, you know, we've, we, a relationship is built because we see these dogs for four to six weeks and we work them and we have built some incredible, you know, relationships with, with the dog. But as far as building trust, you know, that could take a while and then you're just wasting time. So sometimes you just have to start working. But that is a concept that a lot of people say is wait till you build the dog's trust. Well, how do you do that? What do you do? Fun stuff with the dog? With the dogs we get in though, fun stuff, there is no time for fun stuff because they try to attack you. Or like, so I've got to earn a dog's trust before it stops pulling me down the street. Just think about these things. So I can't stop that dog from pulling me down the street till I have that dog's trust. I can't, st I can't stop that dog from jumping up on me until I earn that dog's trust. I can't start teaching that dog duration work until I earn that dog's trust. So be very, very careful about some of these concepts and some of these things that you hear. And, and, and let's use a little bit of common sense and let's just start thinking about like, why do I have to earn your trust? So if, if you just think about this, people have to humanize things. Say you've got a, a, a say you um, are entering a brand new school. You're, you're, you're entering a, you're entering a brand, a brand you just stop yawning. I can't. Okay. Just, just entering. A, I can't stop okay. yawning. I'm tired. Okay. Just do your, a brand, a brand new school and you are in the eighth grade and you're in a brand new classroom and does your teacher have to earn your trust or do you have to earn your teacher's trust before you start learning? I mean, we can humanize this, right? But we're talking about a different species. So I think I gave enough examples from the dog species. Um, next. I Do you think some dog trainers are too hard on the dog? Um, I mean, we're told that we're too hard on dogs all the time. I think, you know, it's not my say to say a dog is... Too, you know, too hard on a dog because I don't know what the dog's dealing with. So it's easy to it's easy to have an opinion on what you don't know about. It's easy for somebody to sit on the sidelines and pass judgment. So people call barking a dog abuse. It's the farthest thing from abuse. There was a story um, that came across my feed. I try not to have dog. My life is not consumed of dog training, by the way. Uh, but like a lot of people think it's like, you know, oh, what movie did you see tonight? It must have been a dog movie. I'm like, what are you fucking kidding me? Like, I, I've never seen a dog movie. Um, so um, uh, a, a, a gentleman went over somebody's house and they knocked on the door. I think it was an ex-girlfriend's house. And they knocked on the door and she was not home. So he literally took a knife out, out of his pocket, hunted down the family dog and stabbed it 20 times. So he, he didn't do it in self-defense. He wasn't being attacked. Now that's called dog abuse. So to compare that to bonking a dog with a cotton towel to stop it from being aggressive is one of the most stupidest things in the world. That's why when people say bonking a dog is abuse, it's like you have no clue what abuse is. Dragging a dog behind your vehicle is abuse. Starving your dog to death is abuse. Stabbing your dog to death is abuse. The dog lived, right? No, the dog died. Okay, what the heck? The dog died. And even if it did, even if it did live, it still would be abuse. But bonking a dog from stop it from being aggressive is the farthest thing from abuse. Also, being quote unquote too hard on a dog for being aggressive, that's not abuse either. Unless you've worked with truly, truly aggressive dogs that intend on harming you, and I have worked with many 
I don't think people understand what it takes to make sure you stay safe and the dog gets rehabbed. Next. Hi, sky's the limit. What size prong collar would you use for a 90 pound lap? A Mix. three millimeter prong. You don't need anything above a three oh, well, millimeter. Oh, that was quick. That's a quick answer. Next. Yeah. Any advice on new dog trainers? Donald. Donald, yeah. Donald it is seven o'clock. I would encourage you highly to do a one-on-one -on -one online consult because you have a ton of questions and I love to answer them. I see three questions more that you've got, okay? But it's seven o'clock, it's time for me to go. And at seven o'clock, um, York on the East Coast, it's four o'clock here in California. Yeah. We've got to head out to see Uncle Mike and I'd love to be able to help you. And I mentor a ton of young dog trainers. So you can you get you can jump on at Patreon, join Patreon, you can get 20% off of all your consults, and I'll be able to help you build your business into a six-figure income. All right. Madly in love with all of you guys. Everybody, 